Hey guys, it's Tone Motivates, as you already know. Welcome back to another episode of Shades of Tone. I hope everyone is doing well, keeping warm in this crazy weather. It's about 30 to 35 degrees here in New Jersey. So I will say that I can't wait to visit my sister in Jacksonville again because they have beautiful weather out there. I was recently in Daytona and it was so beautiful. I stayed at a Daytona hotel and they literally had like race cars inside. I took so many pictures out of all of the times that I do not take my son with me on business trips. I felt so guilty. I didn't take him with because he literally would have enjoyed himself the whole time mommy was working. But next time. So today I want to talk about trials, tests, and trauma. I hear so much stuff about the things that people go through and just wondering why they're going through these things. And sometimes we're being tested. Sometimes we go through these things because it's stuff that we haven't released or just growing that we need to do that we haven't realized yet. So for me, I always explain it to people as a story of two boys. So these two boys' names are John and Jacob. So John, um, they pretty much live in the same type of community, um, let's say a middle-class family. They have similar lives, but they look at it totally differently. So we have John and Jacob, and basically John's um, mom is a single mom. Uh, the father left. She works a million hours a week. He's always home by himself and he's just left to his devices. Um, he does well in school because that's the only outlet that he has, the only friends, the only kind of support system that he has. And he decides at a young age that when he grows up, he is not going to be one to abandon his family. He is going to wait to get married or find his companion before starting a family. And he wants to make sure that even though he takes care of his kids financially, that he also is able to support them emotionally and all of those things. So let's go with Jacob. He is in a middle caste family. He has both of his parents. Um, they might be alcoholics, things of that nature. Um, they take care of him, but he always looks at it negatively. And even though he looks at it negatively, he is unable to get the positive out of it, right? So basically, he just looks like it's a crappy ass world. You know, um, the boys on the block supported me more than my family did. And this is the life where I want to go. Um, you know, gang affiliation, that's where they support. They're there for me. This is my family. And basically that he doesn't deserve anything else. Who taught Jacob what to do or how to look beyond what his circumstances was? He did. So unfortunately, all of us or everyone, I should say, doesn't have the ability to look outside of the box, to understand, okay, this is where I am now, but this does not define me and that I can change my reality, my future by working on that now. 
So some people can simply see or experience something and say they don't want that and they create their own reality. Some people can see something and simply believe that it is what they what it is, that they deserve this and that is nothing else um, for them except for the environment that they're currently in. And they don't look for a way to get out or honestly, they're more comfortable with being within that box because change is terrifying for some. So for instance, um, if you have abandonment issues, right, you might have trauma bonds, you know, you uh, suffocate people or you always give more than you receive or um, you just go out of your way for people that literally wouldn't give you the time of day and they're only around because of the things that you do for them. But what do you get in return? Right. So you're consistently pouring out of this cup and eventually your cup is empty. But who's filling yours? Now, we should also be filling our own cups, but it does feel damn good to know that somebody has your back and that you could close your eyes and breathe and know that your world isn't going to explode because you took a break. Now, let's say you are neglected. Um, you might feel like if it ain't toxic, it ain't right. If he's not cursing you out, if he's not jealous um, at every guy that looks at you or around the friends and stuff that you have, um, it just ain't right. That's what love is. And if you love me without any kind of toxicity or violence or whatever the case, you do not love me. And I'm here to let you guys know that is all emotional trauma that we went through as kids. And I do understand with being a parent that it's going to be things that my son simply thought that I could do better. And for every parent out there, there's typically at least one thing that your child feels as though you could have did better with raising them. But once we become adults, we have the choice to change that. Um, I forgave my daddy a long time ago for whatever I felt he did to me. I forgave my mom for the same. I love them, but that forgiveness was for me, you know? So even though I physically told them that I forgive you, I release, I let go, I let God, that was a sigh of relief for me because I was so angry with them for so long. I tried to fill uh, voids with, you know, men and partying and all of this stuff just because it was that instant gratification. I never wanted to be alone. I always had a crowd. I always had a roommate. Not that I needed one, but I consistently felt like I needed someone around me. Most of these roommates were toxic, um, never really a, a good relationship per se, because I was just willing to take anyone that wanted to be around. Now forward years later, um, I finally have a place where a roommate has never been here with me. I love my space. Um, I do not want no roommates. I have one. He is 16 years old and I am good with that. But it took me years. I think around my 30s is when I really started tapping in and realizing like, girl, you toxic is fuck. And um, just thinking about what I can do just to make my life better, just to uh, refrain from going through the same things over and over and over again. I mean, how many trials and tribulations will we go through with people to realize sometimes that we allow or what we allow and how we allow people to treat us and how we react to how people treat us is a reflection of us. All right. So that don't mean mad somebody energy because they cut you off on the street. So you pull up and you hit them with your car and then jump out and want to fight them. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is sometimes your best reaction is no reaction. 
Okay. If you've been dating someone for several weeks and they've been tapped in and in tune and the communication's been there and they just fall off, let them be. Learn to react in that moment when they do respond to you. Don't think of the million things that you could say building up to the point when they finally reach out to you and then you're about to explode. No. Think about how you feel when they do reach out and If you feel like expressing yourself or, all right, you know, you want to go out, whatever the case may be, then do it. If you don't, then don't. I've been learning not to necessarily match people energy because my energy is dope. I'm dope. I'm going to love people the way that I love them. But I also realized that when it came to my relationships, it was different. Um, I'll cut a friend off in a minute. I don't got a problem with uh, creating those boundaries when it comes to my friends and my family members and my colleagues and anyone I'm networking with. That's fine. You know, typically in that aspect, people don't play with me. But when it comes to relationships, I felt like for years that guys would literally do whatever they could to get my heart. And then once they got it, they literally played dodgeball with it. And it was like, I was angry. Like, why? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? But once I started asking myself those whys, it was too late. You know, I've been with this person for months, for years, and I consistently ignored red flags. I consistently did not discern and realize that this little thing that's happening now might become a nuisance later. Now, I do believe that whatever it is that you want out of life, go for it. Whoever that person is for you or the type of person that's out there for you, go for it. There is somebody out there for everyone, but are you in the right environment to meet these people. If you go into places where, um, you know, it's only parties or you go into after hours, who are at after hours? Most of the time it's people that's drunk, they're plastered. You're not going to, it's not really that beneficial to meet someone in that environment because number one, they're intoxicated, they're under the influence. And for the most part, even though a drunk man tells no tales, this is not the authentic person that you would meet on the street at a grocery store or whatever the case may be. Now, if you start going to business happy hours, if you want to meet a man that um, is going to be stable, um, that possibly may not be emotionally unavailable, because let's get it right. There's a ton of men out there that can take care of you, all that stuff. But a lot of the times, I'm not just going to say men, people rather throw money at you or rather provide those materialistic things because it means more than having to be accountable for their emotions, how they make you feel and how they feel about you. Don't get me started. We can talk about this all day. Okay. But it's just crazy because it's like, um, personally, I always give everybody the benefit of the doubt, you know, tell me what it is. Tell me straightforward. You know, if you want a relationship and I don't, I would tell you that I've dated guys and told them, look, I just want to have fun. I don't want anything serious. Keep dating. Don't fall in love with me. And I I guess that was a little obnoxious because as you spend time with people, it's obviously because you like spending time with them. And with that liking of spending time with them, someone's going to catch feelings, even if it's you, the person that said that you didn't want it. So I had to back out of that situation because I know that he was catching feelings for me. And I know that he was not the type of man that I would go for. So that was me being toxic because I should have never wasted that man time knowing that I wanted nothing from him, but the physical or to have fun. 
So how many times will we deal with the same type of person that looks different before realizing that it's the same type of person? So you consistently deal with guys that are emotionally unavailable. You consistently deal with uh, people that, you know, literally are one person, you know, um, when you're alone. And once they get out into the world, they're a total different person. I'm thinking um, about... um her better, I believe it's called. I'm not sure if if that's incorrect, then I'll definitely um, put the name of the song in the description of this episode. But basically, she's talking about, you know, you're one way to me. I love you. But how are you to me when you're out in the streets? How are you to me when you're in the world, when I am not around, you know, are you good to me when I'm not around or are you only just good to me behind closed doors? Again, because you get that physical or that energy from me that you crave, but you're not bold enough or confident enough or sure of yourself to express that when you're out in that world. When I meet my husband, he is going to literally literally shout to the mountaintops who he's with. He doesn't have to be boisterous about it. But once somebody approaches him or comes from me, it's going to be a hard no for him. Okay. I am huge on communication. I am a sapiosexual. If my man don't know before I open up my mouth that I done had a rough damn day and I need to vent, he not for me. Because my foundation and the foundation of any friendship, relationship, anything that I have is built on communication. And it goes all the way down to, let's say, my mama. You not about to sit here and make me feel some way or just talk down to me or do whatever toxic shit you think that you're going to do to get what you want. Because I will cut you off. Okay? I will cut you off like somebody that ain't paid their phone bill in two months. Do not play with me. And you have to require that same thing when it comes to your significant other. How many times have we sat around and said, okay, well, I don't really want to deal with this person, but I'm just going to chill with them now until I find someone else or, you know, until I find somebody else to date or just somebody better that I can switch my time to. How many of us have hopped from relationship to relationship? You're not giving yourself time to, uh, first off, you're not giving yourself, you're not releasing. So with you not releasing that person that you know is not going to do anything to make you better, is not going to fulfill whatever it is that you want. You're wasting your time. You're wasting that person's time, right? But for you to like think that you can sit with a person and have a situationship and think that your wife or your husband is just going to appear themselves and knock on the door while you're chilling with somebody else or you shack it up with somebody else, that's not how it goes. Sometimes, literally, we have to fully let go. And you can physically let go. You don't deal with them no more. You might not have any talks with them, but did you block them? Would you respond to their messages if they reached out to you? Would you accept an invitation to go out with them or something like that? If this person made you feel the lowest that you have ever felt, and you know consistently that they're just coming in because they probably miss you and they're going to do the same thing again, it's just a matter of time. You're putting yourself through that. You're meeting the same type of person over and over and over again. A prime example for me is I typically at one point was dealing with people that were emotionally unavailable. So they were physically here. But when it came to those emotions and me expressing myself, I came off as mysterious or they felt like I was holding something back. But it's like I'm transparent as hell. What am I holding back from you if I'm telling you everything? You know what I mean? And simply, I've realized at this point that they're 
they feel that way for the simple fact that they aren't where they're supposed to be, right? So how you want to learn about me and who I am? You don't know who you are. How could you possibly love me? You don't love yourself. You know, so instead of people tapping into themselves and being them best selves, so their best counterpart will come to them. They simply like my other episode, the convenience, complacency and cornballery. They're going to try you. They're going to keep on doing things to push you to the limit. And as much as you let them, every time you let them do something, they're going to take you. You know the saying, you give a person an inch, they take a foot. So once you get to that foot, now you're crying and heartbroken and all this stuff. But they've been doing that. Now, when you switch up, people got to understand, sometimes you are being funny acting. You are. People call me, you know, wishy-washy. Yes, I'm all of those. Why? Because I'm different now. So, no, I don't want to do those things that I used to do with you. No, I'm not going to reach out to you to every, you know, for every single thing or every day. Or if I don't reach out to you, that is the basis of what our friendship is to you. I have friends that I might not speak to for months, but when we get on the phone, we're picking up from where we left off. What you doing tonight? Look, I'm in town. Let's go out. It is like we never missed a beat. And that's real friendship, real connections, because they understand that I have a life just like them. And they know me as a person and that it is not malicious and that I'm not trying to hurt them or be funny or nothing. I'm simply living my life. But I will circle that block for the ones that I love and that I genuinely know love me, you know? So whatever it is that your person is unable to give you, whatever it is that you require of your person or just require period in a significant other, you have to discern immediately if that person is for you. For me, I'm big on communication, right? So if we're sitting here talking and I will debate all day and there is a difference between debate and being argumentative. I am not argumentative. I look forward to learning something new every day. And if somebody has something to say and I am learning, trust and believe my mouth is shut and I am listening with both eyes and both ears. But if I'm talking to somebody and I start to pick up that we're like bickering back and forth, that is a no for me. Because if we're bickering now as we're getting to know each other, then that simply means that when the F and E's, feelings and emotions are involved, that's going to be arguments. So no, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you um, about why I love crystals or why I love to journal or why I love, um, you know, to put myself out there and why my product is me. You know, I have a light to shine on so many people. And one of the main things that I'm learning is that your light is going to burn some people. And even though they get burnt, they still going to try you and try to dim that light. And typically, we are the people that are dimming our own light. We're lowering our vibration by being around these people and all this extra stuff instead of standing in all of our goddamn glory. Yeah, I'm bad. And yes, I know I might burn you. Turn away. I'm here for the people that I warmth. I'm here for the people that want to hear me, that is open to what I have to say. You know, and sometimes as simple as that, like some people don't want to understand you. They don't want to comprehend. They they not listening to understand you. They're listening to respond. You know, I've, I've dated guys and it's like I'm cursing them out because literally it's like I'm screaming that you're not listening to me. And this is why I can't deal with you. And they're like, oh, you're just doing that because, you know, it turns me on. No, the hell I'm not. I could care less what other girl did that to you and, you know, all that stuff. But I'm not sitting here doing something so you can look at it like, oh, you so cute. Uh, no, 
Boy, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. It's as simple as that. So it's like, I just want to know what you guys' thoughts is because it's like consistently, we're going to go through these trials and tribulations. We're going to be tested. And a lot of times our trauma comes out in relationships because we're a little clingy. Um, We're an overachiever or all this stuff. So how many of us have trauma from childhood still running our lives? Mommy and daddy issues? Neglect, abandonment, lack of whatever you felt you deserved as a kid, and now you're a people pleaser or an overachiever or you don't want to go against the grain or you'd rather be a follower than a leader. If you feel all those things, that's all the more reason that you are a leader. You're going all this stuff. You're going through all this stuff to show you how strong you are. You're resilient. And it's like, you know, I understand. I, I tell people all the time, I don't always want to be resilient. I don't always want to be strong. I don't want always want to get knocked down and, oh, my God, you saw Tony. She got knocked down. She got picked back up. Yeah. Nah. I dream of the day where my counterpart is literally I'm literally, he's never going to have to say it. I'm going to know without a doubt that I could close my eyes, hold my breath, and jump off a whole damn building, and you best to believe he's going to catch me. But I am not going to be able to close my eyes, take a deep breath, or any of those things knowing that that man is not stable, that he is not a leader, and that he has not proved himself. And that's a lot that people don't understand. People run around here and they just think, oh, well, she's mine. He's mine. You know, like, that's it. You wanting me doesn't mean shit. I want a million dollars. Do I got it? I will. I will. I will at some point. But anyway, I'm just saying, just because you want something doesn't mean that it's just, boom, going to appear. You have to work towards it. So if I'm the type of woman that you think that you will want to deal with, then approach me like it. Don't approach me how you approach every toxic ass female that you dealt with before this. And you think you're just going to flash some money and I'm going to jump on that. I got my own money, baby. I can buy my own dreams. I do actually. Okay. There is nothing that a man can do for me that I cannot do for myself besides that man being the man he needs to be first for himself and then secondly for me. So I'm sorry. I know I be getting a little heated with these podcasts and stuff like that, but people be playing and I'm sick of people's, oh, you're 37. Why are you single? Because I don't play with nobody. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I haven't broken hearts. I haven't had my heart broken. But at my age, I am not playing with nobody's son. Do not come for me. I will mind my business. I am not bothered. I can take care of my bills. I can take care of whatever I need to take care of. All that I want from my king is to know that when I don't got me, that he got me. Can you say that about your significant other? Chime in and let me know. As always, always love. To respond to a question, make a suggestion for an episode, to be a guest, or give feedback, reach out to us at info at you can also find us on social media at Tone Motivates on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and at Shades of Tone underscore podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, you can find us at tonemotivates.com where all of those links are as well.